Hello and welcome to Romance Isn't Dead, episode 35. Reform breaks and make the best husbands. Or do they? Right? What say you? Mm. Well, if Joanna Lindsay is to be believed, and you look at her, most of her books, to be mm-hmm. fair, because it's her, I think this was probably her absolute 100% favorite trope ever, then yes, they do. Exactly. And it had to have come exactly. from somewhere. Yeah, I mean, in theory, yeah. Yeah, it had to come from somewhere. I would say that's true. It, it makes a nice... Um, it makes for a nice area of tension that's, you know, can be dispensed with, right? The rakish bow that leaves behind that life for the heroine. And that is... It, female power kind of thing oh you did this for me right you left behind this life for me but it's not it's a life that that he should be glad to leave behind right and so it's a, it's a what time. you mean single um free to be with whom he wants i mean in this case roaming the open seas and pillaging um a lot no i mean okay all right so y'all we're talking about Joanna Lindsay's general rogue today, which we have neglected to mention. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did mention that we were doing Joanna Lindsay. Right. Okay. But when did this book come out? 1990. That new, cause I would have thought it was older. I actually had to check. I, I have to be honest. I was reading it this morning and I've got my paperback copy has complete with Fabio on the cover, by the way. Um, my, paperback copy came out in 1992 and I thought really 92 and then then I looked at the back and it's like well it was definitely the 90s because it cost £3.99 and books don't cost that anymore anywhere near that little um Mm -hmm. and then I checked online because I thought maybe 1992 was the reprint and it was a a new new reprint Mm well there are far newer ones the covers suck um but this one actually the book did come out in 1990 and like you I thought it was maybe mid 80s mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you know let's let's be fair about this book as I was reading it I was struck by how not problematic James was for me I like James He's probably my favorite of the Mallory's. I was ready to be like, find him problematic. (laughs) And maybe that's kind of anti-feminist of me or whatever, but, or maybe I'm reacting to other things as well, but I don't find him problematic much at all. As as Um, he was my, in fact, I mean, if you look at my copy of the book, it's been pretty well read. There are, um stains from where i've been reading while i was eating it smells loved i love the smell of old paperback books they have that kind of like vanilla mustiness about them and i've read it lots Mm -hmm. and i love it and i Mm -hmm. still do love it i can't i can't in all honesty pull it apart like i would and like we have other books because i like jeremy i liked James I liked his son Jeremy I even like Anthony though his story is not my favorite Mm -hmm. and his Mm -hmm. story actually comes it is almost it coincides with the beginning of this one right that's one of the things yeah 
it's one of the things I really do like about um, quite a few of Lindsay's books is that you don't have to have read the previous one, but if Mm -hmm. you have read it or you do read it afterwards, there are certain elements of it and they almost flow into each other. Mm -hmm. There's no unnatural pushing of a character into the book. They flow. Right. Well, I will say this too, with regards to, um, with regards to uh, the heroes, we were talking on our last podcast about what we find attractive, handsome, not handsome, pretty boy. And my, <laughs> I actually find the dark hair, blue eyed Mallory more attractive Anthony. in my head, Anthony, Jeremy, um, than, than the traditional blonde hair, blue eyed, um, or was it green, green or blue eyes? I think he's got green eyes. Okay, but blonde, I just, I don't typically find that as attractive as I do the other. So it's just kind of funny, like I'm reading about James and I, I find James, like I said, I, I wanted to be like, okay, he's really, pro- but he wasn't really all that problematic <laughs> for me. And um, I mean, yeah, he, he does lie to her, but then again, she's lying to him every time she opens her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so like, every time she gets up in the morning and says, yes, sir, she's lying to him. I'm like, so. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I just, okay, but in the scheme I'm just going to say it. I liked it. Like, I liked it. And I'm not, I don't have anything I particularly want to pull apart. I mean, don't ruin the book for me, maybe. Yeah, that's the thing. You see, I think if I picked um, Silver Angel, there would have okay. been a lot more problems. Okay, I don't know that one. I'll Silver Angel, one. basically, it's um, a young girl gets... Um, kidnapped from the beach one night and taken to be in a harem in a oh, harem yeah and yeah. it turns out that the guy who is also the owner of the the <laughs> the owner of the harem is also part english mm. and that one i had a lot more problems with i really did this one i found myself laughing um, I found myself remembering why I enjoyed it in the first place and why it didn't get culled with a load of my other books because I culled quite a lot though actually Lindsay I didn't I think I may mm. have culled about three books in total and mm. I've got most of her back catalog okay the thing with Johanna Lindsay at least is I see it in this book um George who is Georgina is her name right yeah um George is very much in charge of her own fate. Like she makes some bad choices, but she's like, crap, that was a mistake. Like she owns up to it. And then she just kind of just, all right, now how do I fix this? Like, what do I need to do to be going forward? And she's a woman in a time period where it's dominated by men, but she just sort of. And she's got five brothers. (laughs) She's got five brothers who apparently have no chill and not that Anthony or James or Drew's got a bit of chill. He's the one that laughs at everything. Drew's got a little bit of chill until it comes to finding out his, until it, it, well, he's fine with it until he comes to discover that she's, um, her reputation has potentially been damaged. And then he loses all chill that you can as, find ever. <laughs> as I said, my statement stands. So I am just looking at it and I'm like, okay, let, let, I, it, it could be so easy to do this specific trope 
to do this specific book poorly. Oh yeah. And she didn't, and she didn't in 1990. And I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's because I am who I am. Maybe it's because I am a Gen X woman and I grew up on body strippers or whatever. I don't know, but I read this one and I was like, Oh, I just like it. Yeah. I just like it. And maybe, maybe I won't have any feminist street cred after this. Not that I ever had any in the first place, (laughs) but I just, I liked it. That's all I got. Yeah, that's the thing. I think the thing with this is, if you like the characters, Mm -hmm. there was nothing bad about... James was domineering and everything else, but he he gave her every chance to admit the truth to him. And she throws it back. I mean, like, he's domineering and she's like, okay, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, whatever he dishes out to her, she gives him back tenfold. And, and the other thing is, she does go, okay, sometimes he's telling her something that she doesn't want to hear, or he's being dominant, and so she goes and she does whatever she wants to do, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, that, okay, as a woman, I'm like, she should be able to do whatever she wants to do, but a lot of times she figures out that he actually had a decent reason for some of it. Like whether he meant to have a good reason for it or not. Like, so she goes to look for her brothers and she winds up on the docks. Well, crap, that was not what she, you know what I mean? Like she was like, I didn't think this through. I need to have done X, Y, or Z. And so I don't particularly love that she's terminally naive, but then again, she's an eight, eight, 22, 22 year old who, um, you know, grew up very sheltered and very privileged in the States and so that's a different, that's a totally different look than, than some of the others. And so I just, I don't know. I, I mean, the thing that made me laugh, I think at the very beginning was she really does know her own mind because she ends up in the UK, yeah. in, in England, and because she's, she's like, trying mm. to find her fiance who vanished her six while, years ago. Yeah, yeah, her erstwhile fiance. And when she discovers that he's married and has children, She's mm-hmm. not heartbroken. She's angry. She is so right. livid with him. Yeah. Because it's not, so, it's because she's wasted. You couldn't have written a letter? <laughs> yeah. And he says, I did write a letter. Liar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is pretty much what she tells him. Yeah. She says, well, would I really be here if I'd got your letter? Yeah. Yeah. And she is so, she knows her own mind. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that she is, given the time that this is being, this is based in, she knows her own mind. She is very mm-hmm. independent, even though she's been brought up by five incredibly um, strong domineering, domineering brothers. brothers. No yeah. Warren's my favorite of her brothers. I have to be honest. The one with the absolute least amount of chill. I know. <laughs> None of I them know. have chill and his is the least amount of the nine. <laughs> I love him. I think he is, I love his story. Him and Amy is brilliant. Um, The Magic of You is one of my favorites. And I don't know why, because I know as a, as a woman in the 2020s, I should be far more feminist and everything else. I love it. I think Mm. that books for me are an escape. I like Mm. a, a good romance. I love reading about a woman who's being looked after. <laughs> I know I shouldn't. And I'm an independent woman myself. I live alone and I do everything for me. But at the same time, it's occasionally nice to escape into somewhere where someone would do things for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the title of Warren's book? The Magic of You. Okay. Okay. 
Interesting. How far into the Mallory series is that? It's not that far into it, I don't think. I've got it on my bookcase, but I'm not going to okay. go and no, turn around fine, now. But I think The Magic of You is... I'm trying to remember how um, far into the series it was. Book four. So it literally comes straight after this one. Hmm. And I bought that brand new when it came out in 1993. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, cool. All right. Well, okay. So one of our listeners at one point, Sandy, said to us that she couldn't wait for us to find a book that we just loved. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we found one and it's, we found one and it's and from it's, 1990. Yeah. And it's also harking back to probably one of the classic bodice ripper authors. Mm-hmm. Really it is. it is. I mean, we, uh, the reason we chose this was because um, for anybody who's not in the know, John and Lindsay passed away last year, which mm-hmm. means no more Mallory books, which is quite sad, but we felt this would be a really good way to market. And this is, one of my favorites the magic mm-hmm. of you is my all-time favorite because mm-hmm. i love warren i don't know why i really love warren um and he's a he's he is i think the reason he and james have a problem together is because they are so alike mm-hmm. of course and i love the turnabout with james his character mm-hmm. because he is ugh, i find it ironic he ends up having a daughter but he is definitely a rake mm-hmm. he his intention is to take george away as his mistress mm-hmm. well what's funny to me is once he realizes that that whole mistress thing isn't going to happen he essentially he always- corners himself yeah right and i don't i to this day i'm not certain in my own head, if he realized exactly what he was getting himself, like he knew that she had brothers, he knew that she had big brothers and he knew that they were going to force him to marry her. But I'm not sure he actually thought that through until afterward. You know, yeah, like I, I think I, f- I almost feel like he, he went and he got dressed up. He did all these things and went to her house. And I'm not sure if he really had thought it through, like this is how this is going to go. Or if he was just acting on, like Instinct. I'm going to do this, but he didn't follow it through to its logical conclusion, even though the logical conclusion was what he wanted. Yeah. I just couldn't. Yeah. You see, I, I can't help thinking, of, I don't know if it's the romantic in me or any, or what, but I can't help thinking he purposely did it. Maybe. Yeah. I, th- I can because, Yeah. Because of the way that he, he, we know that he can beat them in a fight. Yeah. He goes there with no crew, right. no backup. Right. And basically presents himself to them as a, hey, I'm here, I'm a target. And and beats them individually. Now he can't take down all five at once. But he beat them individually, but. proved that he could fight, and mm-hmm. then still lets them take him captive. Right. He goads and, them into it. Yeah, and if you have not read this book, this is not gonna make sense. <laughs> maybe this is going to encourage people to actually pick up the book. It's a not, it really is a good introduction to Joanna Lindsay. And one of my favorites was Anthony. Like, even though Anthony, I think his story from a feminist perspective is a bit more problematic, but yeah, well, his book is, I'm trying to remember book two. Yeah. Book two. And I'm trying to remember what it's called. Of course, this, my copy of the book, literally it used, Oh, it is tender rebel. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's right. 
the uh, one thing I have to say about you can tell when a book is older is mm -hmm. they don't waste paper with advertising or anything else there are there are maybe five pages before the book starts and the book ends on the last page right yeah that's true and she's reading she's smelling the book again y'all she's smelling mm. it again it smells so good i i really do think that books they books have this kind of musty vanilla um welcoming smell to them when they they reach a certain mm. age and to be fair this book is what 30 <laughs> nearly 30 years old it is 30 no well my copy of the book is actually 28 but <laughs> and i bought it new so in other words, it's a millennial and <laughs> your actual copy of the book is a millennial. Okay. Yeah. My, my book is, my copy of the book is 28 years old and I think it's in pretty good Nick. It's in 28. It's in but great shape. Most of my books, most of my books when I bought them new are in pretty good condition because I look after them really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I won't have anyone to pass them on to, which is quite sad because my sister's children, the boys read, but not this kind of book. And the girl doesn't read. Hmm. Well, maybe one of them will enjoy them. Maybe. I'm, I'm being optimistic, <laughs> man. Believe it or not, as much of a deathly cynic as I sometimes sound like, I am, I am an optimist at heart. Whereas I'm a realist. Okay. Uh, the face that just appeared on Sally, <laughs> the Sally's expression was like, uh, okay. But it's don't true. Get real, don't get realistic with me right now, please. I can't handle it. I'm too fragile. <laughs> too fragile. Anyway, I would seriously recommend this book, Gentle Rogue. I'd say I'd recommend all of the earlier Mallory books. Mm -hmm. It yeah. starts with Defy Not the Heart, I think. Mm -hmm. Which is Reagan and <clears throat> why can I never Nicholas's Nicholas. book, and then you have. Um, I'm not sure I've read that book, by the way. I had I actually had to get that from a secondhand bookshop because they didn't have it in print, and then it's. And it's go ahead. Tender Rebel, which is Anthony's story, uh huh, and Anthony and Lady Rosalind, I think. Mm -hmm. And then yes. we have Gentle Rogue, which is the one we've just read. So that is right. George and James. Yep. And then it's um, The Magic of You, which is Amy Mallory and Warren Anderson. And okay. Warren is still my favorite. <laughs> I know it's so... and brother with no chill i'm going yes. to stand by that until the day i die you need to read his yes. book you need to read his story I do I, and i may have read, like i did not remember having read gentle rogue because it has probably been 20 years um but as i was reading it i was like oh i know they're gonna try to kidnap her you know i, mean? I was kind of yeah. like i think i know where this is going and but is that um, because you read it and remembered it or is that because that's the way it seemed to be taking it i feel like i have read the book but i don't i can't 100 percent confirm that so i don't know and it 
and it could be I'm backfilling stuff because I've read so many romance novels over the years that I just know the way those things go. I have to say, this is the golden, for me, this is the golden age of romances. This is the, the, I mean, when this book came, I'm trying to think when I got this copy, I was 18. When the book came out, I was 16. And that was the era that I, that was the, the time that I started reading really seriously reading romances mm-hmm. prior to that I'd read um I'd been reading nothing but science fiction and fantasy mm-hmm. a lot of it and flowers in the attic which we will not go into um and then Ugh. yeah as I said we are not going to go into that era at all and then I found Joanna Lindsay mm-hmm. and Mills and Boone my brother bought me a Mills and Boone for my 16th birthday Yes, it's a random gift. And I'd already actually read the co- the book that he bought me, but I've still got the copy that he gave me because it was a thought. It was a nice thought. Yeah. And then I found Joanna Lindsay and it was earlier books of hers I'd read. Right. Well, I, I remember some of my first big romance novels being Kathleen Woodowis mm. books. And I also discovered Joanna Lindsay late high school I remember reading those in class behind textbooks. <laughs> we had them in the library at school. Mm, we might have had a few of those, but I'm not sure. And y'all, I'm going to apologize. My house is waking up and I have children. So, yeah. And this is That's she reads the... romance. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many of them. Yeah, And there... that's why I need optimism in my life. Don't give me realism. I don't need realism. I have plenty of that day to day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Same here. <laughs> is there anything else that we need to talk about with this book? Aside from the fact that we actually really liked it. <laughs> yeah. This is, this, this actually should be um, a press release or a um, breaking news story. We <laughs> found a book that both of us really enjoyed. <laughs> there you go write that down yeah sandy you should be happy now we found a book we both liked um yep and it was 30 years old (laughs) (laughs) hey maybe we need to do that read books that are 30 years old you see i do think i think that these that romance has changed yeah it has has. roma even historical romances have changed so much so much and that's one of the reasons why i think i honestly kind of prefer reading uh fantasy romance or futuristic supernatural romances because i don't have to put pressure on myself to make it historically accurate or anything like that and and if i really start thinking about general rogue and like representation and race and all this it'll class it'll really start bothering me but on purpose like in a certain level, I just was able to lose myself in this book. I think that is and a gift that, that she has. Yeah, I was just able to lose myself in this book with James and with George, Georgie, Georgiana, whatever. And, and, and it made me want to lose myself in other of her books mm-hmm. in ways that some authors don't have that same voice. Yeah, they, do, they don't allow you to escape into the story. I mean, this book is over 400 pages long and it's it not long. exactly the largest type. Mm-mm, it did not feel that long. No, well, it didn't, it didn't feel that long to me because I read it all this morning. 
I, I mean, to Way be to fair, cram I did, for the test. Way to, to be, cram for the test. To be fair, I read two, maybe three books a day on the weekend because I don't have anything else to do. Um, but there is something about the characters that she creates, the situations that she puts them in, and the way that she writes them, that you get absorbed in mm-hmm. her stories. And you don't think about the outside world. You don't think about outside situations or circumstances that probably would have changed the way the story happened. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about the fact. I mean, he even makes a joke about, oh, he asks to see her teeth because he thinks mm-hmm. she hasn't been cleaning herself. And he says, oh, don't worry, they'll all be rotten soon anyway. Mm-hmm. And things like that. And you think, well there's a tiny bit of realism in there because they did have a problem with their teeth. Um, But at the same time, I don't want the realism. I want the story and I'm being carried away by their love story and I don't care about anything else. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. That's the thing I think we need to understand or maybe forgive ourselves for that. Sometimes we do need some escapism. And if we take everyday things into every bit of stuff we read for fun, we're going to ruin it. And it's why I find it really and, and, difficult to read anything where characters have got cancer. Right. <laughs> and, and see, for me, I have a problem sometimes reading books where characters have major issues from PTSD and other um, uh, injuries associated with military service. And so I don't necessarily read those books for escapism and fun, even though I know that there are a lot of those that are out there that are worthy additions to, to, you know, read things that you should read things that you uh, will probably really enjoy. I just, I just, I have to be in the right mindset for it. That's, That's the thing. I don't think there's, there's actually, unless you're doing a degree course or you're at school, I don't think there's a book you should read. You shouldn't ever mm. be made to feel like, you have to read a book because apparently it's this incredible, um, amazing story that everybody must read. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I know that there's stuff going on right now about a book that something dirt or something or other. I can't even remember. I just know that there's a book that everyone, it was apparently recommended by Oprah's book club. And a lot of people are really angry about it. I don't know enough about it, so I'm not going to comment. All I'm going to say is I don't think there's ever a book you feel you must read. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unless there is a specific reason why you are reading it. Like, I had to read Jane Eyre for university. And it was Mm -hmm. a had to because I didn't want to. Right. I understand. I do. I get that. So I, I honestly believe that unless you're doing something that requires you to read a specific book... Like I'm, I've been asked to read some specific marketing books for work. Unless there is that requirement behind it, you should never feel it's necessary to read something. So read what you want to read. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair. Okay, so where are we going to put this book on a chili pepper scale? Um, I am thinking on the chili pepper scale, it should be about a seven. Really? Mm. Hmm. I was going to go five. Really? Yeah. You see, I think can that we settle w- on a six. We can settle on a six. Okay. Let's settle on a six. Yep. All right. 
We're going to say six. Yeah. Little six. Little low. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, um, are we about done for today? We are, but you need to tell us what the next book is. Oh. You'd forgotten about that bit, hadn't you? <laughs> no, I've been thinking about it. I hoped you'd forgotten. Why? Because I am having trouble deciding. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? What? You know what I'm going to do? I'm doing, I'm doing this for you. We'll read Warren's story, Warren and Amy's story. So the magic of you. The magic of you. So we're going to have, so March is also going to be a Joanna Lindsay Memorial Month. If we want to call it that, yes. Well, it kind of is. Yeah, sure, we'll call it that. Um, let's call it that. <laughs> well, at least and it's like now- I mean, in March, it'll be kind of into April, I think, at that point, because we, we, we pre-record some of our podcasts. So by that time, we'll we'll be talking about it in March, but it might not come out to the beginning of April. Yeah, but March is longer than February is. Two days. Two days. It's only two days this year, isn't it? Yeah. Because, of course, it's a leap year. So if you're intending yeah. to propose to your partner on leap day, don't forget. Because apparently it's tradition for women to propose to men on that day. Oh, interesting. Have you never it's seen also, the movie Leap Year? No. It's also, it's also a presidential election year. So I need all the skate, escapism and romance I can find. Oh, Lord. It has nothing to do with politics in the well, we had so, our elections anyway. all last year, and that that was fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> democracy, yay! All right, so yeah, well, we had our election like two weeks before Christmas, for goodness' sake. Well, I mean, to be fair, democracy is the best form of government out there, but they're all terrible. Yeah. So there's that. But anyway, all right, we're gonna go. Right, let's go. <laughs> Before this devolves into a discussion of how terrible politics are across the pond and in this pond. And how would you like to sign out today, Ray? Keep on searching for your happily ever after. And I would remind you that romance isn't dead. It's alive and well on your bookshelf. Bye. Bye.